Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Zar, and I'm your host. And we have a great interview for you today with the amazing Jamie Wells, who's a really excellent artist. And uh, it was a really fun conversation. Just a great one. They've all been so good lately. They're always good. The artists are amazing. Very interesting people, always. So, um, yeah, that's coming up. And uh, let's see. What's up? What's been going on with me? Well, I guess the big news for me, what's been happening uh, over the last week and weekend was that I got into the NFT market and sold my first NFT, did really well, and Wow. Amazing. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I know a lot of people hate NFTs, but I need to do an episode just on NFTs because it's so much different than I expected. Just, just the whole community getting involved. And um, I think it's going to be huge. The whole uh, blockchain reality that's coming and web three and all that business. So I won't go overboard talking about it today, but it's been really amazing. Um, I guess quickly I can say anybody interested, just go on Twitter, follow the hashtag NFT, start uh, listening to these meetings, which is Twitter's version of Clubhouse, where you can just kind of listen in on people's meetings or you can ask questions and just check out the community because the community is what makes it. It's all about the community. If you if you create an NFT and just expect it to sell, it's not going to happen. You have to get involved in the community and get to know people and all of that. But the good news is it's a great open community. People really seem to want to help new people understand what's going on. And, and uh very cool. Very cool. Reminds me of like a giant version of the dark art society in a way. Everyone's super helpful. So that was the big news um, with me. That's what's been going on. I've been getting back into some painting, uh, painting some studies for a sale. I'm going to have probably, what is today? Tuesday, maybe Friday, so, sometime this week. And uh, so I've been, I got some back here, some of the studies in the background here. Um, and what else? I was going to talk about one other, one other thing here. Um, now I'm blanking. Uh, oh, well, I forgot. Um, so let's just get on with the new subscribers if you want to join support the podcast you can do it for just a dollar a month it's so cheap and that is at patreon.com slash dark art society now don't get it confused with patreon.com slash chetzar which you are also welcome to join for only a dollar that's the starting entry point uh, but sometimes people join my my personal patreon and then they think it's a dark art society patreon but it's not so so Patreon.com slash Dark Art Society, and then you can get in the private Facebook group, which is really great. And lots of 
improvements coming to the uh, to the website and you know well, we're always trying to grow things make things happen podcast is now it comes in a video edition that you if you're on the patreon you get to see it i've been dropping um them publicly maybe two to four weeks after you guys get to see it same in the audio podcast you get a, an early edition of it the day before usually lately though it's been like the night before at eight o'clock <laughs> so it's not that early but i'm you know still always trying to juggle things oh the other thing i, I forgot about this um and i don't know if i talked about it when did that happen let's see let me look at my calendar here my book came did i talk about this uh maybe yeah i must have no no i didn't because it came on the 11th or yeah the books came on the 11th so it's after i recorded the last podcast yeah so that's the real big news is the dystopia book was delivered eight thousand pounds worth of it and luckily the the truck driver was cool enough to um use his i forget like a, it's called a hand lift or something it's, it's like a forklift but not one that you get in and drive around and he was able to take the pallets into my backyard so i just had to move them into my garage i was able to get all of them to fit in my one car garage that already has hundreds of black magic books in there so that was a big deal and um you may you probably or maybe not but if you follow me on social media you know that they came but that was just a huge milestone they look amazing they look just like the sample they sent me so i am ready to start shipping them out i've ordered some boxes but it's going to take a while um i also wanted to include something extra for everybody for waiting so i'm kind of like <laughs> waiting an extra week so i can get some goodies to stick in there as well i figure at this point a week's not going to kill anybody but they're here and they're amazing and ready to ship out so probably we might start shipping this week if not they'll start shipping on monday for sure um, but they might start shipping as soon as uh, Thursday or Friday, which would be amazing. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's over almost. Not over yet. But they're done. Let's have a moment of silence. Okay, that was long enough. Anyway, thanks for bearing with me on that. I bet you're so sick of me talking about this goddamn book. <laughs> seriously it's ridiculous oh my god it's i'm not gonna go on and on about it but you know what a big deal this is for me um, and there are five or six hundred extras after they go to kickstarter backers so i don't think they're gonna sell out that fast it's not a cheap book i'm gonna have to price it kind of high because it really is it would be weird to have a book that nice be cheap and they were not cheap to produce anyway so, um, you know, they'll be under a hundred bucks, but not a whole lot under a hundred bucks. I'm guessing 
I still haven't kind of settled on the, the price. Anyway, um, so that's that. Uh, oh, new subscribers, new subscribers. See how I'm all bouncing all over the place. I'm, I'm kind of a mess. Okay, so the, we left off with the Mad Poet. New subscribers. Thank you, Randall Perkins, for keeping track of this for me. I appreciate you, man. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Okay, deleted. Deleted. Tess Rains. Thank you, Tess. Justin Zazula. Cool last name there. Thank you. Joseph Butler. Eno. Dot one. Thank you, Eno. And that's it. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Amazing. Love it. Great. You're making this happen. And everybody appreciates you. Everybody who listens to this podcast appreciates that you are helping to produce it and support it with your donations. Okay. I guess that's it. Um, let's get on with the interview. It's a really great one. Really, Jamie's awesome, and uh, I really enjoy talking with her. So, here it goes. Hope you enjoy it. And I'm going to hit. For the first time, I'm going to hit my stopwatch so I could time it because mm -hmm. now that I'm on Zoom, mm -hmm. it doesn't have a counter like when I used to do it. I, I had a counter so I could anyway. Anyway, mm -hmm. that beside the point. Recording, <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. All right. Thank, uh, <laughs> hello, Jamie. <laughs> Hi, Chet. How's it Thanks going? Thanks for having me here. It's going great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, excited. For having me. Yeah, been such an honor. Oh, excellent. Well, it's such an honor for me because uh, I'm such a big fan of your work. It's it's like I you you uh, I I don't see enough of it online. It's like when I go to your website and your profile, it's like, what the you know, what? <laughs> why? Is why is it? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is this everywhere? This is amazing. I mean, really, it's like this high level uh work you're doing really really amazing and 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 a really great balance of uh i'd mentioned earlier when we were talking before the the podcast like a good such a great balance of dark and light i guess is the easy way of saying it but mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. too grotesque to where you're sort of like mm -hmm. a way you're you're like a gateway to mm -hmm. people that have more traditional art uh, artist tastes a gateway yeah. into the dark side <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're the gateway drug <laughs> i am welcome welcome <laughs> so, i don't know it's, it's it's a lot of fun i like playing with the the line in between the mm -hmm. dark and the light the beauty and the grotesque and yeah it's it's fun to me um I guess you don't see it enough because i don't post enough <laughs> you need to toot your horn more that's what needs yeah. to happen. You need yeah, to self-promote more. <laughs> I suck at that. I need it, to do marketing lessons or something. Every it's artist, su almost every artist sucks at it. It's like, you yeah, gotta, yeah. you gotta, it's, it's a skill you gotta learn just like any other. It's like, you know, my friend said, it, 
you got to, you know, you got to do the dishes. You got to take the trash mm-hmm. out. Nobody wants to do it, but you got to mm-hmm. do it. You know, it's that's how marketing is. But um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so, but your work is so good. It's so, so, so excellent. So I'm really honored Thank to have you. you on here. Really um, appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's like, I didn't realize it's funny because I think about, I met you, I've met you at conventions for years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, I had no idea you were doing this kind of work. <laughs> because <laughs> you'd come up and we talk and we kind of got to know each other through the to the the convention circuit and yeah, i just i yeah. just i like if i would have known i would have been like whoa okay but I'm, so, I'm pretty bad at feeling <laughs> myself apparently like, yeah for for years like we would run into each other and i guess throughout that time i was still figuring out my style my vision mm, yeah. what i want to say with my art so um like That's, when I moved here to California, I wasn't quite ready to put my stuff in galleries or show to galleries, my mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, eh, not yet. I still need to work on it. But I go years and years working on it. And when am I going to get the stuff out there? Right. You know? <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, it's time. <laughs> Definitely. So, so you're from Houston? Yeah. Born and raised Houston, oh, wow. Texas. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, let's go back to the beginning. Were you the art kid? I was the art kid. Okay. I was uh, definitely the weird, quiet art kid. <laughs> I don't know. It was Most always like, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I drew a lot of cartoons. I, I, I just watched a lot of cartoons growing mm-hmm. up. So um, I, I remember I had this Powerpuff Girls folder. I loved it. And I would trace over it every day in school and I'm not paying attention in school. It's stupid. I just wanted to draw. <laughs> so I'm like tracing over, learning how to draw. And I'm like, wow, I love cartoons. <laughs> Courage yeah. the Cowley Dog. I was tracing over that. Um, I don't know. It was just so fun to me to create things. And I feel like I've always been like super anxious and mm-hmm suck at talking to people and making friends so in a way my art was that way to connect with people right yeah that's how it was for me too. yeah Same yeah I, I was like oh yeah she's the, the art kid the artist I'm like yeah you guys like me because I make art let's right. be friends and then I'm like are we really friends <laughs> no, you just yeah. want me to draw for you for free <laughs> <laughs> well it's a way to you know form start forming your your own identity and yeah for making sure. friends it's kind of like a socialization tool for those of us imagine imagine having you know the same uh feelings that we did and not having that skill to sort of use to We'd, mm-hmm. we'd be in a lot worse shape now, I think, if we didn't have that to kind of fit in a little more, you know, to find a place in, in regular society, you For know, sure. mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, a, a life-saving thing to be able to, to, 100%. to do that. Art saved know? my life. Yeah. It was definitely my coping mechanism throughout life. Yeah. <laughs> my childhood. <laughs> so, so where, uh, how, how did it, uh, how did your, What'd your parents think about it? Were they supportive? Yes and no. Mm. <laughs> um, so uh, my mom's an immigrant from Vietnam mm. and my dad's an American man from Louisiana. And they're very polar opposite, very opposing uh-huh. views. So my mom was, was, you know, classic Asian mom, 
very rough on me. Ah. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Be a doctor, be a lawyer. Right. That's not going to make you money. Stop that. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, very sweet, very supportive. That's nice, dear. Good job. <laughs> Keep drawing. <laughs> so I, I had this really polarizing dynamic growing up. And on top of that, I never saw them happy, like, mm. like a normal I guess what you see on TV, yeah. Like right. I'm watching sitcoms or whatever. I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. This is yeah, and they're and they're like. yeah, they're just like rubbing your face in it on every TV show. Yeah, like, like, you, yeah don't have nah, this. Nah, you don't have this. <laughs> you don't have this. You'll never win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, they they divorced when I was pretty young, mm. and um, yeah, like I said earlier just escaping to my room and and drawing was my my safe space to mm -hmm. make art i just had me and my art my pencil and paper or my crayolas and paper sounds yeah. almost exactly like my situation <laughs> it's really <laughs> yeah, i've exactly... heard you talk about your your upbringing a bit and i'm yeah. like what the hell i'm so similar <laughs> what's going on <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, so it's, weird. it's a trip. And, and the, you know, the, the immigrant mother thing, you know, it's 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 hard to get too down on them for that, too, because they're you know, they're mm -hmm. uh, I think we I forget we had a I'm not sure which episode it was, but I talked to someone with immigrant parents that was saying that uh, they were kind of the same way. And it's like you understand mm -hmm. it because they're, you know, they're coming from a place where just, you know, they grew up often in poverty and yep. without yep. any opportunities so they're like i want my kid to have the opportunities they didn't have so it's understandable it's a bummer but it's still like you know you can't get too mad yeah. at it. you know it's just me because she cared <laughs> cared about you you know she cares so much and it's taken me years like i would say within the last five years or so i finally cracked the code i'm brought her like around friends with my mom now. oh good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's wild like she's more supportive now and understanding but i i totally get like now that i'm older i can look back and kind of connect the dots like she just wanted the best life possible for her kids right and she didn't want us to experience what she went through right so she's like i'm working my ass off so that you can have a good life and then you're sitting there drawing pictures. Yeah, yeah. What is, what's that for? What are you doing? Everybody knows artists are broke. Yeah. Do your homework. Doctor, lawyer, whatever. Yeah, right. That's too funny. So funny. So funny. And so I feel like that definitely pours into my art, this um, being pulled apart in two different directions. Mm. Dynamic. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see that now that you mentioned it too, that you've got a lot of like, you know, melting faces turning into something mm -hmm. weird, but then there's like a kind of a normal figure in there and mm -hmm. interesting. So the, I'm assuming this was a, a natural occurrence. It just kind of happened or, you know, or how did you, how did you come uh, upon this whole, the style you have and, and what you're creating? Is it, it feels to me like natural, subconscious kind of doodlings in a way sort of the, basically the same way I do where it's like I'm not really worried about mm -hmm. meaning too much I'm just letting it flow and, and yeah 100 it okay. starts with like this um meditative kind of mindset 
mm-hmm. I try to get into and I'm like exploring the subconscious and observing nature and how we're connected to nature um insects bugs yeah, I, how I they go through metamorphosis yeah I love, you, love your bugs <laughs> so cool. thank you <laughs> I I feel like I am a bug. <laughs> I was a bug in the past life. I got stepped on or squashed or hit by a truck. I don't know. <laughs> like cicadas under 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 the ground and yeah. they smashed crawl them. Up smashed. And, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then hanging on to the tree and then they burst out of their bodies and right. make some wings and have sex and die right away. <laughs> I, I love cicadas. They're so they're so beautiful. I have a lot. Um, well, I have a bug box over there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, my granddaughter for a long time had a bug box. Every time we'd find a cool a, a June yeah. bu- a June bug or yes. a little dead baby lizard or something, she would keep it in her bug box. She's mm-hmm. has always been interested in that stuff. But it's uh, so weird. I did the same growing up. Ladybugs. <laughs> I played yeah. with worms in the dirt a lot as a yeah. kid. Yeah, me too. Me too. I always yeah. I always wow. felt like um some kind of like connection with animals and bugs like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i i imagine in reality bugs are basically like just these kind of automatic ner- little nervous systems you know yeah. that just kind of go but i always sort of imbued this kind of humanity in them like i never liked killing them and i always felt weird about yeah. smashing bugs and it's like you know everybody i knew would just step on a spider when they saw it or smash a bug and it's like I was always like, it like hurt me to see that, you know, it's like, I, me too. <laughs> you poor little thing. You're yeah, just it's like living I feel, your life. Exactly. I feel, <laughs> felt, I still do. It's like, you feel bad for them. Yeah. They're like innocent, you know, they're like innocent. Up and paper, bring it out. Yeah. 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 Always, yep. always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Every funny. Time. It's, it's funny because, uh, one of my, my Nate, one of my neighbors, she, uh, she's, she always tells me I put another spider out. I put another spider out uh, yesterday. I caught one because up before we moved in many years ago, she would just kill the spiders. And, and I, I forget what I said that turned her around. I said, I never kill. I mean, it was like an offhanded thing. It wasn't some big soliloquy. I was trying to convince her. I said, uh, I said, I could never imagine making something so amazing, like creating something myself. that was like a, a bug. It's, it's a miracle. Mm-hmm so I can't kill them because they're so amazing. And, and so she, she said after that, she stopped killing all the spiders in her house. That's so beautiful <laughs> and so true though. Wow. I know it is. I How really... funny. <laughs> so you never know the little ways you influence people when you say things like that. Wow. Um, but bugs, yeah. are, bugs are so beautiful. I mean, they, they don't get they the are. love they deserve because they are incredible. If you can, if you take the, creepy factor out like the like you know spiders still give me the creeps for sure but they're mm-hmm. I, they're they're Definitely. amazing and, and i love them for the creep factor it's like i respect that creep factor it's like that is such a fucking awesome creepy design you know nature you just nailed it you know <laughs> but good job nature <laughs> but the you know just the colors and everything are, are unbelievable they're like little alien spacecraft yes. or something they're so yes. weird hundred percent they're so beautiful and how their wings are structured and gives them flight like i can't fly i know (laughs) that's so cool 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can't even, I wouldn't even, yeah, it's like I couldn't even design something that cool. It's like so much of what we do <clears throat> as creature designers too, when, is, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing that um, <clears throat> working in the film industry very often when we're kind of trying to come up with aliens and new creatures, it's like there's reference material of bugs everywhere. You know, it's like we're always we used to always use bugs for reference because they're so cool and designy so and weird. Awesome. You know, like I don't know if you know Steve Wang. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> he's <clears throat> a lot of his stuff is very bug-like, and he and I remember yeah. him, seeing him use um bug reference a lot and Simon and he, Lee's sculptures as well. Oh yeah, he's amazing. <sighs> so good. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And now I gotta get him on. I had Steve Wang on the podcast, so he was awesome. Oh yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, <laughs> he's a super nice guy. I have a bug right here. Oh, cool! One of my favorites. I turned it into a sticker. That's excellent. <laughs> That's Thanks. so cool. I don't know if it's focusing or not. Yeah, but yeah. It's it kind of like life size almost. That's so. Cool. I really like it. <laughs> is it a is it a is it a bug bug or is it a made up bug? Made up bug. <clears throat> I put uh, a face alien kind of face in there. I guess. Oh, like I didn't see the face. I think I've seen that oh, one yeah. though. I've seen that. Let You've me see. Hold it up one more time. Where's I don't and now it's blurring. <laughs> this is such a, such a funny way to show something. I know that's really cool. That's yeah, really thank cool. You. Um, you've done a, you've done a series of bugs with like faces in their backs and stuff, right? Yeah, a couple. Um, at least I definitely want to do more. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels kind of creepy yeah yeah they're just so fun to make and it's like a face that would wake up at any second and stop you from squashing it yeah right and there's there's a human soul in that or something i love that (laughs) this reminds me of a dream i had somewhere i wonder if i have the sketch it was so cool that i i pinned it on my wall somehow it's around here somewhere but i had a dream that there was, I think, a woman or a, I don't, maybe not a woman or person, or maybe it was me standing there. And there was a big mm-hmm. beetle Ooh. on my shoulder or someone's shoulder. And the and the beetle was like a big ass beetle with legs. And and the and the whole body was a head, like a little person's head. And it was a woman's big, like beautiful eyes, like real dark kind of eyeliner real big eyes though and uh-huh. covered by like a uh like what do you a burka it was like only the eye show those like the the middle eastern headdress things yes, yes. where it's just their eyes showing Whoa. and so it was like the body was a head i think in a burka with just the eyes showing and it was kind of like looking like like that so it was just these eyes on the back of a, it was so visual. creepy yeah so i, I immediately wow. drew it and i'm like I just have to around I, here somewhere. I, yeah, I, I have to. I remember it in my mind too. I just I had have to make a painting of it at some point because it was so creepy and weird. It's funny you mentioned dreams and ideas, kind of like mm-hmm. that, because I get that all the time. I, I will have like experiences in my dreams from the bug's perspective. Oh, like really? Feeling like for the first time, I'm moving my wings and I'm trying so hard to flap them. And I'm like, I, I wake up from it because it's so intense, but I'm like trying so hard. My arms are so tired. 
but I'm the bug's body. I'm not me anymore. But there was this one dream, another one similar to about the flying thing. Mm. It, it was like this bug from the face on the back. And I could see the sky like going and going, all the clouds going. I'm like opening my eyes and I'm looking up and seeing the sky go by because I'm flying. I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. I don't know. Cool. I, I have a trip. lot of very vivid dreams and I try to write them down. I had a dream journal for a while mm-hmm. and I couldn't keep up with that, but I did for almost like a year on my phone and it really helped me retain the dreams after right. waking up. And I think I'm still pretty good at it, but I should probably get back into the practice. Yeah. That's what they um, say. If you write if you write it down, right mm-hmm. when you wake up you'll remember it uh, it's so true yeah because I, I i dream i have like these vivid epic dreams just pretty much every night where it's like all night a uh, uh, eight hour f- movie it's a whole movie yeah it's huge <laughs> and then i if if i don't um i'm too like just i can't even see to write i'm all bleary-eyed so I usually just kind of like talk into my, if it's a good one that I can remember, I'll, I'll say it into my phone. That's a good idea. And a lot of times it's like, <laughs> I, I go to listen to it and I'm like trying to transcribe it. <laughs> I get but, a lot of ideas like flash images for pieces as well. Um, oh, really? There's a particular one I made called Little Lady. Mm-hmm. It was this oval Stonehenge paper and it's this female praying mantis but kind of mixed with human, like a little bit of the nose and mouth, but the eyes are like huge with this noise grain effect. I'm I'm obsessed with the noise grain effect with graphite. And I really wanted to use that technique. And then I had a dream about that creature, just like, like an alien transmission in my mind, just before falling asleep, just like, boom, in my face. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of creepy, but it wouldn't go away. So I was like, okay, I think it needs to come to life. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so cool. I doodled it real quick on my phone on Procreate with my finger and mm-hmm. then went to bed, woke up, looked at it again. I was like, yep, yeah, I got to draw that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> Stories like, I mean, I, I think, you know, that that goes, you know, not that we're not talking about this, but I do think that like stories like that really go a long way to selling work. People mm-hmm. love I love to hear interesting stories about how an artwork was conceived, especially when it comes from the dream world, because it almost feels like stuff that comes to you in dreams is like, you know, uh, the least contrived that you can make something, you know what I mean? If it's coming from a dream, you're not imposing your will onto it necessarily. You're not, trying it's just coming to you through some deep place and it feels like super pure i guess you know yeah that's a great point it's like another dimension just filtering whatever it wants onto you yeah you're the receiver and you're like i'm open for this right you're you're (laughs) in that dream sleep state you're more open i guess yeah yeah Yeah, it's fascinating and and falling that falling asleep stage you're, you're talking about too where you're starting to fall asleep or mm-hmm. if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in that weird in between sleep twilight kind of sleep mm-hmm. zone seems like your subconscious is more easily accessible 
doing those for moments, sure. you know, for visual things. Wow. Yeah, cool. it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> so, um, okay. So let's see, you move. Okay. What was your, what was the deal? I, I, you drew throughout school. Did you go to college or anything? Art college? I did or? not. I, yay. So yay. <laughs> Who needs it? No, not, that's not a uh, college advice. Don't listen to me. I, guys. Um, <laughs> I should have um, said yeah. <laughs> yay. Well, I went to a early college high school, if that's anything. It was, um, I guess, kind of private, but public. You mm -hmm. had to do like a, an essay and a test mm -hmm. to get in. And I don't know, I guess leaving middle school, my mom was still pretty present in my life. I, around that time, they divorced. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to make my mom happy. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go to this fancy well fancy seeming school to me <laughs> um yeah it, it was wild because you go straight from middle school to college basically oh weird so and no high that school was no it, it it didn't really feel like a normal high school because wow. it was like early college so here's your trip. seminars they had uh what's called packs personal activity kits and uh. i was shit at doing them because <laughs> it was like <laughs> There you go on your own terms. Try right. it in when it's due. Wow. And I'm horrible at managing time, <laughs> getting things done. So I just wanted to play video games and draw and do art. <laughs> and I never did any of the work, um, which is kind of stupid. <laughs> um, I eventually did do the work though, because um, they were like, um, we're going to kick you out. And you won't be able to participate in your art contests anymore oh. if you don't turn in any work. Because I was failing everything. Wow. I was failing computer keyboarding. That's like the easiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at typing. I, I like typing. And I just didn't want to do any of the work. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, you had your, your seminars every month or couple months or so. Turned in the work when it was due. Um, I think I, I really appreciate that environment, though, because looking back, I see how it was like a buffet for art for me mm -hmm. in the art department upstairs. That was my my haven, my safe space. Right, right. <laughs> All the, the art supplies and tools around me that I didn't have access to at home because mm. um, we did not we weren't well off growing mm. up. And mm. so like like there was Conte and colored pencils and, right. and oils and watercolors and like all this free kind of free stuff I could use and steal. I didn't steal too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta like, do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my God, I want to learn how to draw. I'm going to learn how to paint today. I'm going to learn how to do this and that. And I was good at turning in the work. I, I was good at doing the work I, I don't know I was pretty confident I was like yeah I, I'm, I'm the art kid I, I like doing this this is what I want to do mm -hmm. um there was a pretty huge crazy moment that was really validating for me in pursuing art as a career where I, I won a huge cash prize in junior year mm -hmm. and it was a it was a pretty cute sculpture I'm pretty proud of it um <laughs> What was it up? Oh, what'd you say? What was the sculpture? It was this girl sitting on a snail 
reading this book, kind of Tim Burton-y style, because I was obsessed with him back then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like this this tree, uh, I made this tree out of wire and then covered it with air dry clay and then put a bunch of glue on the ends and used uh, flocking and like dipped it in there. Oh, cool. Made it look like leaves. Um, (laughs) And I, I put fake eyelashes on the girl's eyes. She's like looking down, reading this book. And the snail has these big eyes, like on the end of the stalks. And mm-hmm. the eyes were super fun to make because I, I tried using um, UV resin and I put that under a UV lamp to cure. Oh, cool. And it had like this um, concave, convex effect so that the eye was yeah. kind of following you. Wow. I, I was doing That's pretty all this advanced. in like junior, sophomore time of high school. That's pretty advanced. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I was really glued to the internet I, and the library. Like, I I don't know. I just researched a lot and did whatever I wanted. Um, I think what really allowed that to happen was growing up. Um, I had a I had a passed down computer from one of my cousins on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. And then we finally got internet. And wow, that just unlocked the doors for me. I was uh, when did you get on the internet the first time I don't How know old were you? I was too young I should have been supervised <laughs> <laughs> 11 10 yeah because I you know I'm old so like I remember when the internet first came no. out and it, and it was like and getting my first computer and I was just talking about this again maybe it was on the podcast or somewhere i was talking about maybe maybe it was on one of the twitter spaces where i was like i remember when the internet was brand new and i couldn't understand what it was when people were trying to explain the internet to me so it's like you grew mm-hmm. up with this technology which is awesome and but i was like you know i had my kids at that point and i when it was like i was just getting i was like tw- in yeah, my yeah. mid 20s or something early 20s or something and I was like, and I remember being like, what is a web page? What is email? What's I don't thing? understand it. And mm-hmm. I remember my computer, it's like, it cost $5,000 and it was Whoa. like some crappy ass, you know, like they all sucked back then. They were so yeah, slow yeah. dial up, you know, oh, I got a 56 K modems. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fancy. But man, well, it know, was like Windows 98. <clears throat> time i guess or 2000 oh, yeah yeah um, i i yeah, yeah. I, okay so yeah i was like i remember windows 95 um so it must have been 95 somewhere yeah, around, around that time i think I, I got really into gaming um one of my uncles showed me um tomb raider and i was playing the shit out of that as a little kid <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my cousins showed me the sims one and that i played a shit ton of <laughs> oh no i was such a, a child of the the internet and yeah, i, I yeah. feel super lucky to be born at this particular time because i feel like it's really made me who i am today yeah There's so much information out on the internet you can google and learn anything at any time yeah so, it's amazing yeah. it's like my grandkids are, are you know they 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 they've never not known ipads and you know, yeah, isn't internet. that wild to yeah. think about now? It's like, just like anything they grew up with. It's just part of daily life. Mm-hmm. So, what a trip! And then the next generation is going to be like, oh yeah, the metaverse. You know what? Oh, yeah. When there was a time without the what metaverse, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, 
Oh yeah, NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> I know what that is. Check out my collection. Blockchain. Yeah, blockchain, easy peasy. You mean it's there was be a... so normal in, yeah, in years yeah. from now? You mean there was a time when people hated NFTs and constantly talked shit about it? Why? People used to hate the internet and talk shit. Be yeah. like, oh, it's a, it's just a fad. It's going to pass. That's what a friend of mine was saying. He's like, he's he's an older guy too, not as old as me, but. He's an older guy. And he's like, I remember when cell phones first came out, people were like, why would people want a phone all the time? Nobody wants a phone yeah. all the time. You know, pagers are fine. Yeah. Why would you need that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pagers. Oh my God. Pagers. Um, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So did you like, what did you, what was, did you major at this pre-college thing? Did you have a major or something? How did it work? Um, like, did you Not study exactly specific major you you could like tailor your uh courses as you went along to be like more specific towards what you want to major so like if you wanted to do english five six or whatever it would cover mm. the um the basic course so you don't have to take it again in mm. uh, in um sorry community college mm -hmm. and i don't know my mentality was so kind of dark back then i was like mm, i don't need to do that what's the point i don't need to do any of this what's, what's the point i just want to play video games i just want to do art i don't need to go to college i, I think the main thing was like i couldn't afford it and why would i take right. out money that i know i have to pay back later mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to be held down that way so did you have like an idea for a career at that point in art or or were you just sort of not thinking that um Definitely, I wanted something art related, but I guess I was kind of floating by in a weird way. I, I, I could see the potential on the internet. I was like, oh, I could go into YouTube or streaming or. Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 27 today. Yeah, you're younger than my youngest kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm young. I, I need to to uh utilize this time to Yeah, you're you know, so lucky. It's amazing. Like, God, imagine being I feel 27. Very again. Lucky. Do you feel old though? Because I've I always felt yes. old. Like and my wife says the same thing. She's always felt old. We both like I always like felt your, your old soul. Yeah. Just like, mm -hmm. you know, I always it's part of like not feeling like you fit in with your peer group too. Like Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I always I felt was that way growing up too. Yeah, always right? hanging around the older crowd. Right. Yeah. Me too. I don't know why? Maybe because I I wanted to be older so badly. I wanted right. to grow up so badly. Um, yeah. And do what I wanted and get away from my surroundings. Yeah. You know? And you probably look you look you look younger than you are too. So probably when True. you were a kid, you yeah. looked really young. Me, I yeah. always looked. I still look. I don't look. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not young looking, but I don't look 54, you know, and it's when I was you're a 54? kid, yeah, what? I told you I was old. No, you're not. <laughs> born, in, born in 67. Yeah, I was born in the 60s. I was born wow. during the hippie era. That's how old I am. That's but as so a, awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but as a, yeah, and it's like, you know, I hardly have any grays. I don't dye my hair. It's kind of, I'm lucky in that way, but. um. What the hell, man? I'm getting grays now. <laughs> I've got grays. It's just like, there's. There's single long gray hairs. It's like, I don't have spots. My beard, I don't know if you can see, but yeah, yeah. in my beard, there's a lot of grays, but. Um, Salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but uh when i was a kid also i always looked way younger than my age too i just have like a baby face or underneath this beard it's kind of baby face ish and so i always wanted to be older you know Mm -hmm. you know and and i was i hated being mistaken i think it's it might not be worse for uh, a boy a little boy but you know boys want to be like tough yeah and when you're always think people think you're like a year or two younger than you are and i also looked like a girl that was the other thing because i have like kind of long eyelashes and i used to have blonde hair and my mom used to my let me wow. have long hair and so people always thought it was a girl and they used to drive me crazy for a little people boy. always <laughs> thought i was a boy really that fucked with my head growing right up. yeah i had much shorter hair i went crazy with um a razor blade because i was like oh i'm I'm trying to be emo (laughs) and I like shaved a bunch of parts of my hair and it was like really short and really long in some places. It was ridiculous. (laughs) A lot of eyeliner. We'll put that, we'll we'll put put those pictures in your gallery on the, on the dark art society picture. Oh God. (laughs) No, we don't have to just kidding. Just make it an NFT and I'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. You got to earn from, from that kind of embarrassment. (laughs) All about you. You make an NFT that I'll make an NFT of like 1984 when I kind of had a mullet. How about that? Yeah, that sounds like a deal. <laughs> anyway, that's weird though. We both had that. Uh, people think we were boy, boy, the 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 opposite gender of what we were. That's a trip. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I mean, I didn't really mind it back then, but. I guess sometimes I, I did mind it. Um, like yeah. one time a substitute teacher came up to me and asked me directly, are you a boy or a girl? And uh, I was like shocked in that moment. I was like, what do I say? I, I've never been asked this by a teacher before. Right. So I just kind of stayed quiet and whispered, <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, uh, okay. And then walked away. And that kind of stuck with me. I was like, but what does it matter? Right. Like, why did she have to ask me that? Would right, it make right. any difference if I said boy or girl? Like, because I had like a yeah, bad to treat me on. different or something. Exactly. You know? like, 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 why do you need to know this right. information, ma'am? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, I, I guess for me, I grew up in the 70s when that happened. You know, by the time I I got into the 80s, I was like a teenager. And um so you know the 70s was super sexist and very like still you know that that was that was there was it was a different era it was very um i don't know boys are expected to be a certain way and you know manhood Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and and being thought of as a girl was like as a as a little boy in the 70s is something you didn't want you didn't want that you know so it it was like emasculating for a little boy you know what I mean that once sure and I was short shorter than everybody else and I looked younger oh. than everybody else so it's like it's just pile it on you know it's like right right you know, but uh I don't know it's wow, part of wild. what part of what uh makes us who we are you know makes I'm sure it had something to do with making me a more empathetic person I think you know having Same. gone through that kind of pain and stuff so um but okay so so um coming out of school Mm -hmm. uh did you Um, get into an art related field or what what was next for you yeah so 
after graduating high school in 2013, um, I had already been hanging out in various online communities. Wait a minute. You said graduating high school in 2013. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Yep, yeah. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I just, I had to no, make sure I so heard, heard that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2013, 2013. What year is it right now? Huh? It was, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It was like 2013. I was, I had left the film industry, my 20 year film industry career. Oh, wow. And I was off on my own. Like, and I had been a step and I was pretty well established. Wait a minute, 2000, 2013, we were making the documentary. Oh. And it's like, that was, that just Sick. feels like it was yesterday. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. I digress. No way. Okay. So, so, okay. <laughs> you're Gra- good, you're good. <laughs> graduated high school. I was already streaming a little bit on Twitch a little okay. before graduating, you know, some, some video games. Um, I did some art on uh, livestream.com. I think it was called. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Twitch didn't have a art category or creative category. So I was like, I don't know where I can stream my art. Well, I'll just try this website. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um yeah so um streaming art on a different site games on twitch and i was like i want to stream my art on twitch why can't i just stick to one website so now this is a little after graduating by this time and i was my mentality was kind of weird kind of i don't know <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna go full in i'm gonna figure this out i don't need college I'm going to live off my art somehow on the I internet. I did the I did the same thing, except without yeah, the internet. Very, <laughs> <laughs> very like tunnel vision, kind mm-hmm. of unhealthy. I don't know. I, I I don't think I had a very healthy mentality back then. Um, so I I was streaming art on Twitch, but it would be fan art for like a video game, and I set the category to the video game and do fan art of the game. And that's ah. just stirred some shit up. People would come in and be like, this isn't gaming content. I'm reporting <laughs> you. This isn't allowed on Twitch. I'm reporting you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I didn't that's care. Awesome. I kept on going with it. I, I met other artists that were also doing the same thing on Twitch. And we really, like, stuck together. And hmm. then eventually the creative category happened. And so this was, like, a year or so later. And I'm gaining a following, a fan base on Twitch, sharing my art more on Instagram. Oh, cool. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that you started out on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, pretty, pretty huge. I think Um, I, did you, how long are you still on there? Are you still doing it? Occasionally I come back and stream games every now and then. Really? What, What was your, like, I don't know. Do they have followers on Twitch? I never really got into Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I have like. 19k ish followers on there wow wow my, my account has been around for a long time and i think a lot of people followed me just for gaming in the beginning mm-hmm. and i'm like blending the two fan bases of that's who cool followed me for games and who followed me for art did that for a few years and then in 2016 i was contracted to stream on the adobe twitch channel what really yeah. I didn't know awesome. that. Wow, that's big time. That's that's cool. huge. I know it was crazy. It it really allowed me to you know like save up and move out. So you were um, making money from that. Yeah, 
wow, solely like supporting yourself. You didn't have to go work a crap job right. or anything. Right. Well, amazing. I did work a crap job later on. <laughs> Everyone should work uh, at least one crap job. They should. They should. It, it really humbles you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Gives you perspective. Yeah. Empathy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did that for about a year on the Adobe Twitch channel while still doing my own thing on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, but then that ended kind of abruptly on Adobe. Um, and during this time, I had already moved out to California to live with John. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. It, How it did was you kind meet? Of wild. We met on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> A modern romance, let me tell you. Very modern. Very funny. Um, That's cool. I, I was streaming my art. He was streaming his. I was like, hey, I like your art. Like, hey, I like your art. <laughs> That's awesome. And during this time of streaming, I had already been visiting California multiple times and just falling in love with California and wanting to move here like also all growing up I'm just imagining oh my god Hollywood the dream I want to go to California like all the mm. media I was consuming movies and shows and I hear it's, it's coming from Los Angeles it's coming from California and it's got this like dream image in my right. head as a kid and <laughs> For a while, I was super into special effects and makeup. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, really? I forgot to mention that earlier oh, wow, <laughs> during high school. Cool. Yeah, I would like show up on Halloween day with my face painted like a skull, like uh -huh. a real realistic half skull thing. Uh -huh. I, I was obsessed with zombie boy back then, too. <laughs> so I was like, yay, I'm going to school on Halloween like zombie boy. <laughs> um, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to do that for a bit, and um, I, I, I never realized how much you had a hand in my childhood, you know, <laughs> like creating the monsters, the special effects, the makeup, everything, like you worked on a lot of things that I was a fan of growing uh, up. Oh, uh, cool. That's so, so funny. Such a trip to be on this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so I had no idea. Met John on Twitch. Um cool I guy. already yeah he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's awesome. Already had um a flight booked out here for a creative meetup, meeting a bunch of other um creative streamers mm. in LA and that was awesome. Met John, um hung out with him ever since then. Like I I missed like three flights in a row <laughs> to go back to Texas because I was like <laughs> I don't want to leave him. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy here and then it's like oh i gotta go to the airport and then we would get to the airport too late <laughs> probably probably on life. purpose yeah subconsciously yeah, yeah, yeah. on purpose for real <laughs> it's so stupid but i love it <laughs> and then like opportunity arose and about six months later i'm moving in with him to california wow and I had just met him. I, I would not recommend to do that right, to anyone yeah. else. You We're know, an anomaly. Yeah, you hear <laughs> you hear stories like that once in a while where people just meet and they just click and and, and yeah. they get, they go right into it and have these long you know relationships for, forever. Like they they're committed mm -hmm. to each other. But um, yeah, it's not something you can recommend. It has to just something like that just has to happen in a natural way you know yeah it's Can't so force it. it's so unlikely and weird that it's just kind of you got to go 
just gotta you just gotta go with it <laughs> it's, it's cool. like through this weird kind of journey also as of like trying to love myself more mm. you know mm-hmm. and just um just trying to accept myself and the moment uh, I, I look back now like the moment I let my guard down and stop trying to find that one person mm-hmm. just stop just like leave it go right. on with your life love yourself first and then yeah they will they will come along yeah when you least expect it that's how it works that's how mm-hmm. it works that's how it was when I found my wife too I was like I'm not gonna look anymore I'm not <laughs> trying I'd been trying it's beautiful trying to have a I was just a relationship guy since I was a kid. It's like, I've been trying to have, mm-hmm. find my dream relationship ever since I was 13 years old or whatever. And it's like, I finally was like, I'm done. I'm just not going to try anymore. And then boom, then she came along and it was like, oh, okay. I don't have to try anymore anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> and we're still married after 30. Wow. Something so many years. I can't even remember 33. Amazing. Well, like a year older than my kid, 30 yeah crazy so it does happen dreams um, do come true. <laughs> it's true <laughs> um wow amazing so uh that kind of brings us to the present except we haven't um how about your your uh your we haven't talked a lot about your fine art career outside of your streaming career and stuff is that yeah something that was happening while you were streaming as well like were you showing in galleries or is this something you're just starting to show in galleries i know you've done conventions where you have your work and and all that so talk about that a little bit yeah definitely um so during streaming i was trying to come up with you know pretty pretty good pieces i wanted to put my art into galleries and stuff um but it was a it was an interesting balance you know um I I think I was still very much like trying to figure out my voice and my technique so so back then I was streaming uh watercolor stuff watercolor paintings Mm -hmm. um portraiture landscapes it was really fun um but it was like this odd balance of making a performance versus making a good piece of art. <laughs> Cause right. then I, yeah, I it's stop streaming. It's hard. Like, huh, that sucks. I need to fix that. That sucks. I need to fix that. <laughs> Why didn't I see that while I was live? Oh, because I was balancing the performance aspect. Yeah. With the creation. Right. Totally. Yeah. So that, that's a whole nother thing in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard. To I do. was experimenting with other mediums um sculpture drawing digital art I had done digital art first actually when I started streaming around 2013 um but my computer could barely handle it um Mm. thankfully my community helped me raise money to upgrade my computer and I could stream higher quality games and it could handle the digital art Right. But then I was like, I'm going to do traditional art. I'm going to share my my stuff I'm more familiar with. Um, so, yeah, I was just mainly using it as a way to be experimental and figure out what I wanted to make with my art. Um, a lot of it was like happy little accidents, as Bob Ross would say. Mm-hmm. 
with watercolor. Um, I feel like I got really lucky at times when I'm trying to create one specific thing, like an eye or a face or whatever. I'd be like, awesome. That looks great. Let me do that again. Shit. I don't know how I did that. That was just pure luck. Right. <laughs> and that really frustrated me because like I've always been someone who's really focused on getting better at the craft and improving. Um, always trying to do better than the last thing I just made. So yep. I was really trying to like hone in and focus on that. Um, but around, um, I guess 2017-ish, um, I started developing this really weird skin condition. Hmm. And that really affected everything, mental, physical, emotional. I basically had to quit art for a bit oh wow I and didn't know that. that really messed with me yeah um, that sucks yeah I was I was trying to sculpt and there was this one night where I guess I went too far with smoothing clay on the sculpture and then my thumb broke out in these tiny little like fluid filled Ew. blisters Ew. it's called dyshidrotic eczema I think uh, uh. I don't know I've seen so many derms that just pass me along and I don't know wow. they give a they give a cream like as a band-aid solution right, and they right. don't try to get to the root of the problem wow but anyway so like if you have tryptophobia get right. over it because it's on your skin now <laughs> it's like all these holes and and right. then bigger and then pop and bleed oh and my god I so, couldn't do things so when you you couldn't when you drew, drew that would happen too the pencil yeah. I imagine rubbing on your fingers Exactly. Oh, I had sucks. to find different solutions with gloves or wow. gauze and all while I'm streaming and people can see my hands. And I'm oh, like, my God. Oh, people Sounds can like a see nightmare. Gross shit. So I stopped streaming as much. And wow. Stopped making art as much. And that really that really affected me. I, I couldn't I don't know. I couldn't really function. Right. Um, so eventually. I was like, I have to get back to creating, like I'm doing all this inner work of realizing like, this is, this is what I want to do. This is my calling. This is right. like creating art is who I am and I have to keep going with this. So I was experimenting with different ways, like I said, like gloves with the medicine. Um, and I tried to make things as simple as possible. I was like, let's get back to the basics. My first medium, pencil and paper, mm -hmm. grayscale, no worrying about like watercolors and paint yeah. and clay. I, I was worried those materials were like causing this reaction. Mm. Um, still don't really know what's causing it. I think it's hot weather, stress and eating gluten. So I've ah. cut gluten out of my diet this the last year. And I think that helps a little bit. Um, I still deal with it every day and I, I definitely see that it's it's influenced my art like I'm mm. trying to turn the negative into something beautiful or a positive right. I guess and it's it's a way for me to to like vent all this bullshit through my art right yeah yeah wow that's intense I didn't know thanks so I'm not too open about it yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of gross but yeah, but um, you know, everybody's got gross shit that, <laughs> that yeah. happens to them. It's like 100%. Bro, 
gross is part of being a human being you know it's like yeah we need to get over it but um so so is it like under control now or is it just something you've figured out how to work around yeah a bit of both okay um, that's good I, I finally saw one dermatologist and I, I was like just standing my ground this time I was like no more steroid creams no more like just give me something that I haven't tried yet because they would give me in the past different dosages and she prescribed me Eucrisa which is non-steroidal mm. and that's been a huge help in like slowing down the formation of the bubbles and kind of making them smaller until they will dry up and the skin will harden so it's mm. like a shell mm. and then it'll flake off eventually so it's not ideal but it's been the best thing that's helped me mm. so far i also get it on my feet now which is stupid so i can't really <laughs> walk as much <laughs> jeez that sounds <laughs> I don't like know a why like it just doesn't crappy. run in my family no huh. one in my family has this and what a trip i'm so confused why i have this but i i feel like everything happens for a reason yeah and maybe the universe is giving me this new art series <laughs> i don't know yeah, or it's something that you, you know, won't reveal itself to you fully for, you know, a year mm -hmm. from now or something. You never can tell these things that happen, how they're going to be like groundwork for something else down the down the line that who knows? It's like, yeah, any, you never know. You never know. Um, wow, what a trip. Um, so that's that's a bummer, but it's good that you you're able to still do your work and um <clears throat> so i guess um oh my... i didn't touch on the galleries yeah stuff. yeah galleries sorry <laughs> that's okay um i finally got to show in uh okay well first i i did my first show online with wow x wow oh cool that was huge um it was this drawing they're great they're amazing. I loved him. Yeah, really cool dude. Really cool dude. Um, I had this 11 by 14 drawing called The Emerge, and it was huge for me. That was like a breakthrough moment on figuring out how to work with this skin condition and to like relearn how to draw. I had to learn how to draw with my non-dominant hand too for a while because my right hand would be so flared up. So I would wow. brush my teeth with my left hand so that my left hand can do the drawing because I'm like, I need to figure this out. I need to That's, create. That must have been really difficult. That's like Frazetta, Frank yes. Frazetta, when he had a stroke, he had to teach himself to paint, <gasps> paint with his left hand. Wow. So yeah, the end of his life, he, he was painting left handed and it's like, you're still making amazing shit. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm very grateful for John. He he carries me so much when my hands are bad, mm. like cooking or cleaning or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, that's I couldn't awesome. do any of that. Um, wow. So yeah, I worked on that drawing. I posted work in progress on Instagram, and I guess I used the right hashtags or something because WowXWow emailed me and was like, uh, "We love that. Put it in our show, Eternity's Engine." And I was like, "Yes, let's go." <laughs> so showed online with them that was awesome and then uh so that was like late 2019 i think mm -hmm. i don't know like 2018 
I don't remember time anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I, at uh, a convention, Son of Monster Palooza and Hyena Gallery have a booth there. And then I was, I, I'm so shy. I don't know. I can't talk to people, but I was like, I need to get into galleries. I need to start talking to people. So I, I approached, I think Bill was at the booth or uh -huh. both of them. I'm not sure. Like, hey, I'm an artist. I want to show in your gallery. <laughs> Just so awkward. But they said yes. And I made a piece for their uh, one of their group shows. This was definitely late 2019. I remember this because then the pandemic happened in 2020 and then i was like shit i just got into my first gallery oh wow <laughs> wow what do i do now oh wow, um, yeah that's a trip i showed a, a couple of pieces at hyena gallery and that was awesome um yeah so this is all while i'm still like battling the skin condition but trying to turn it into something a little positive mm -hmm. i guess and feeling more solid with my technique and my voice now as an artist so I was like okay I'm I'm gonna get myself out there now here oh here's a pandemic right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've heard that story from a number of people like you know we just gotten ready to do this mm -hmm. we had this big plan it's like the tool tour you know they had the big tour mm -hmm. and like boom it's just uh, a pandemic a lot of bands happened to a lot of bands and a lot of people I know had kind of big plans as well. And it just made everyone stop or trip. Tool was the last show I saw live before the pandemic in October. Oh, that really? Was awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's well, that's, that's a good one to inspire you through the, through the pandemic, I guess. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> good one to end on. Yeah. End yeah. on, I guess. <laughs> so, um, can you hear that? My dog scratching. Yeah. She scratches. She must have I'm an kind itch. of upset. My dog hasn't showed up. Yet. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? This is a dog friendly podcast. Yeah. Sputnik. Come on. <laughs> what kind of dog? <laughs> He's a mix, a pit bull mix. Oh, all right. Sure what else? But Yay. definitely pit bull. Yeah. I love pits. Yeah. They're the best. Yours right? is a pit too, right? Yeah. She's a pit bit mix. We think it's a pit bull. Uh, french bulldog mix she kind of looks she looks like it but you know she oh, just how cute we just found her she was homeless running around the street <gasps> oh you saved her yeah, yeah. We, we rescued him from oc animal shelter oh cool it's cool. like one day i woke up and told john i want a dog yeah and we went to the shelter and they're came the back best with him. they're the yeah. best are you yeah, dogs are, are it, awesome are you in orange county or is that sort mm -hmm. of the, oh okay cool yeah i am yeah <clears throat> wow it's so nice to hear um someone from texas coming to move to california <laughs> instead of leaving california to go to texas I which know. is you heard so much of, of that you know you hear so many people leaving it's like you know there's a reason it's expensive here it's because it's really cool you know it's like we nice pay extra and, for the good weather Come yeah on. yeah <laughs> exactly just yeah, don't just don't like go to don't go to hollywood boulevard expecting expecting yeah. to be impressed <laughs> with anything other than the utter filth and mm -hmm. bizarre weird comic book characters you know in front of the theaters trying to get you to uh, take a picture yeah. with them and charge you money 
Um, it's like so the, funny. the belly of the beast. But um, I, you know, that that makes me think. Uh, and because I want to get into this a little bit, I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure with this condition, creating NFTs has helped has helped oh my god if you don't you know if you're like maybe working a little more slowly now having this extra source of income that that seems like it's was helpful to you it's huge right huge man because when i was streaming with adobe um you know like i said that let me save up to move out and then a little bit after moving out and adobe ended i was running out of money i was like shit what do i do now and I'm battling the skin condition. I'm like, I can't get a normal job. What do I do? Right. So I, I ran out of money like for a while and, and I'm so grateful for John helping float me by. Right. Um, but I, I did have to get a, a um, shitty retail job. <laughs> that, that was not fun. Yeah. Oh, that that made my sucked. hands worse. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah. yeah it, wow. it sucked. But um, yeah. So how'd you break into the NFT thing? Cause you're, I, you know, I didn't know. I had no idea you were, you were in the NFT space. As you know, I recently got in, had mm-hmm. a pretty big success with my first one. I'm trying to help other people to get into it because I think it's amazing. And, um, but you've already, you're already there and have been having some really good success with it. Thanks. Yeah, kind of already. I guess I'm still learning. I'm right. Still figuring yeah, it but out. you know that's what I find. I hear for a lot of people is there's you know there. I talked to a bunch of people that have been like having that I thought were old timers in the space. It's like yeah, I've been in since October. You know, same as you, October. You were saying right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's just it it moves so fast. It's weird. It's so true that a day in the nft world feels like a week right it really does it's so moves so quickly it's so strange um so how did you get into that and again i want to stress that you know having this medical condition people you know the people that are really hating on nfts you know i know people that had medical issues that were on their that it's like serious life-threatening medical issues that were mm-hmm. on their last leg. They didn't have any money, they didn't have any mm-hmm. insurance, and they needed an operation. And they got into NFTs and they ended up it like saved wow. saved them, That's saved so their amazing. lives. Yeah. And um That's so I, good to hear. Yeah. And I've heard a number of those stories. There's been amazing charity projects that have raised a ton of money with NFTs. There's just it's, but but more than anything, I've heard of I've heard from artists who couldn't quite crack the gallery scene model mm-hmm. and you know got in but never sold enough to to make a living, like a, a living to where you, if you lived in a big city to afford it. And uh, so it's like it's really this, you know, if nothing else, if you hate everything about NFTs. You got to give it up to the fact that it's it's giving people it's giving artists our own people it's giving artists a a chance to make a decent living like everybody else you know it's instead literally of literally saving lives right right and yeah, yeah literally so it's like uh, uh 
if that's and that's that's important you know that's like really important <laughs> that's not something you you can kind of overlook and just go yeah it all sucks fuck it i'm not going to be a part of it it's like it's you know when you see I, i've heard people on these uh twitter spaces which is where i guess a lot of the action happens as far as learning nfts and people talking yeah. about what they're doing i've heard people like on the verge of tears you know talking about how this this has just changed their lives you know it's 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 real and it's serious and um and important so uh you know i don't know i just anyway anyway i don't want to get too into, into the controversy of it but tell me about your experience in in the nft world so far yeah um literally life-changing like i've spent so much money on different creams and medicines and none of them really worked and I couldn't really work a normal job with my condition. I have to go at my own pace and be very careful with what my hands touch or what I eat, what I do. Mm. So working for someone, they're not going to take that into consideration. Like what you, you yeah. need a break. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I got into it about late October um, John, who I live with, he's been super into it, um, for like about a year or so. Um, mm. but he, he started making moves in the Solana space, um, late last year. And I'm like over his shoulder, like, you know, hmm, what is that? <laughs> what, what you got going on there? And I'm learning from him so much. And it's literally a game changer for all artists it's going to save so many people's lives. The fact that you can get whatever royalty you set to your NFT in perpetuity, it's going to resell and resell. And then right. you, you get that royalty right into your wallet. No middleman. Right. Instantly. It's so just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like there you go. There's money. Go and live. The, and the, yeah, there, there was a, um, I think it was maybe overturned or something, but there was a law in California for years that if your art sold on the secondary market, artists were supposed to get 10% royalty. And um, I think it only lapsed maybe a year or so ago or something. I never got fucking 10% royalty on shit. And in my stuff, I watched all, you know, I, all kinds of stuff is sold mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the secondary market. So it's like nobody enforced it. So it was a law, but nobody enforced it. And it's like, you don't need a law for this because it's built into the, the, mm -hmm. con the NFT smart contract. Yeah, it's decentralized. It doesn't yeah. need anyone doing all that computer stuff to make sure you get your royalties because who's going to do that? Right. This is baked into the code and you're, you're just going to get it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, like I, I have something similar like i've sold originals throughout time on twitch and you know i'm i, I never see them again i don't know if they're going to be resold or right, not right but if they are and i'm not going to get any royalty no um, you, you never see that piece again usually right yeah it's to me it's it's like another um you know i guess maybe galleries and stuff might feel threatened by it but it's it's to me I think galleries need to get into it because it's going to be another way that galleries can continue to do the kind of business they're doing. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's like a gallery that offers prints of their artists. 
It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's like a new way yep. of monetizing your work. Like you monetize them with prints, like you monetize them with books, whatever you do to monetize t-shirts. It's just another version of that, you know? Um, and people love it. People are into it. It's, uh, you know, it's fun. That's the other thing I didn't expect. It's like, it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. It's, 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 it's just, it's so different. I can't stress it enough how different it was than I thought it was when I was standing outside of it, looking in, once I got in, I was like, Oh, I get it. Same. I get it now. It's like, this is super fun. It's uh, one thing that people that hate on NFTs never talk about is that it's totally community-based. Yes. It's all about the community. So if you go in there without getting involved in the community and try and just sell your stuff to them, you're not going to make any money. It's mm-hmm. like you have to get in the community because it's mm-hmm. about community. I just, yeah. it's like hard you guys to are all in it together. You yeah. Support each other. Yeah. And it's like when someone sees someone that wants to be involved in the, in their community, it's a very open community too. It's like, they are happy to have you come in and then it becomes like a bunch of artists and collectors all helping each other. Yes. Move up. It's, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. We, yeah, we all really have is. the same common enemy, the man. Right. <laughs> so we kind of stick together and we all get it. And we just hope that more people will open their minds so that they can get it too and really feel and receive the benefits because we got to eat. Artists right, got to right. eat. Yeah. And it's like, you know, from my perspective, I don't need to start making NFTs. I finally, you know, over the last two years, I finally got to a point where I've got a business model that works. And when I need money, I can, I can make money. I I have different ways of monetizing my work that consistently work for me. And so I can make it. And um, so I don't need to do NFTs. So um, I, I, I'm not like, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not going there to, to mine the space and, you know, make a quick buck and get out or anything. It's like, it's more like I want to, um, it's just, it's, it's another, like, again, it's another way of uh, making prints or something, whatever. But, but um, I, when I'm, talk to uh uh and other artists i'm it's like okay (laughs) i lost my point (laughs) my point was um when i'm trying to get artists to come into the space i'm not like i need that i need them to come in so this ponzi scheme will work so they'll buy stuff it's not like people think that you're, you're trying to like like i said i don't need this space personally i don't need to do it um so but what I, so when i'm getting i hope that people trust me that people have been following me know that i'm um not trying to scam them i think i've built up a reputation where people know i'm genuine and i don't do that mm-hmm. shit and so i'm trying to get people over for them it's not for me it doesn't benefit mm-hmm. me at all to bring for them to come in so I, I'm hoping that they see that because my my only reason for talking to N, uh, NFTs with artists is like I 
want to help them, you know, because I see that it could be life changing if you do it correctly, because there's a wrong way and a right way to do it. Um, but mm-hmm. but I'm I'm genuinely trying to give back to the community. And so then when you 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 get hate for that, it's like kind of uh it pisses me off a little bit because it's like I'm you know, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to make sure you get paid for what you're worth because I think your work is awesome. So, but whatever, that's a, that's a whole other issue. I don't want to get into, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's, I, I relate to man. I'm like trying to help change my artist friends lives and right. They, they already have, I guess this um, opinion because they, hear whatever the news or social media says about right. social media let's let's definitely. get re- let's get real about it definitely. nobody's talking about the stuff on the news <laughs> it's on youtube it's on it's social like media it's social yep. media which we all know is such a reliable um way to get your information oh it's perfect <laughs> but 100 factual all the time yeah <laughs> but um, it's like they don't want to do the digging or the research right. or opening of the mind they just have this already set opinion like no i don't want to deal with that yeah like, and well, it's and it and it's 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 happening that's the thing that i it's happening with or without them it's not going to make yeah. a lick of difference to the to the nft community whether they come in or not but it's going to make a huge difference in mm-hmm. their lives and it's like well you're the one missing out so that's a bummer but um Cause it's already so big and it's not going away. Yeah. I don't think it's, I really think it's here for the long haul. Um, yeah. The sooner, the better people get into this for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I feel like another important thing is that I, I want to show other women that they can make it like, right. Come on, join the space. I, I want to be like, like helping them out, like showing them like, let's fight this male dominated space totally and make and a do, change. Yeah. And I, I see um, that's been a nice change of pace too, especially kind mm-hmm. of in the, in the, in the dark art I'm seeing in the NFT space, there's a lot of women, you yeah, know, it's not, yeah. there's, there's probably not enough, <laughs> but still there's more than I expected. It's, it's pretty cool. Um that's it just feels like it's it's such a level playing field in a way too for all different types of artists because if you get yes. in there and get in the community they will embrace you if you're doing good work they will recognize it instead of trying to stand out in the regular art world where there's just all kinds of people and it feels very finite and hard to break through whereas this is a place where everyone's going come on Come on in. We want you in Welcome. here. Welcome. Yeah. I'll talk to you and I'll help you. And yeah, there's more yeah. than enough to go around for everybody. Everyone seems to have this attitude. Like I, st- I have not encountered anybody yet. I mean, I'm still brand new, but I haven't ca- encountered anybody that's like being secretive. And I'm sure there are people like that, but I yeah, haven't encountered people like that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. But I haven't encountered anybody like trying to be secretive and and like, Oh, I got to get this out before this guy does. It's, it's more like everybody's sharing each other's stuff. Everybody's yes, helping yes. each other. It's weird. It's weird. It reminds me of the, the closest thing 
I keep making the analogies. It's kind of like the dark art society cooperative group where everybody in there is like, nobody's trying to step on anyone else to get further that I'm aware of. It seems like everybody's all about sharing and helping each other. It's just like a huge version of, of that, <laughs> you know, and uh, at least my experience of it so far, but um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Pretty much everyone I've met is super sweet and welcoming. It's amazing. I know it's, you feel like a <laughs> cult so member because everyone has the same experience. <laughs> and so you feel kind of like, I know I sound like a shithead. I really do, but it really is what I'm saying. It's amazing. It's so, and you can't, it's, it's like tripping. It's like, you can't understand what it's like. <laughs> not, I'm not suggesting that you have or have not. I'm not asking that, but I'm just saying you can't understand what's like the trip until you trip. And it's like that. It feels like having done both. It feels, it's like, I know that <laughs> when uh, I got in the, 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 the NFT community, it's like, oh, you, I can see you can't understand it from the outside. You can't right, really right. understand it until you're involved and talking to other mm -hmm. people and seeing how the community works and being active in the community. It's all about the community. Yes. 100%. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like this, there's this amazing technology and without the community, the technology would just be this technology sitting there or, or people trying to use it for whatever reason. It's mm -hmm. all about the community. And I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into NFTs, but I just, I do want to say the art, the, the artwork on there is so good. That's the other thing that I didn't expect. There is so much amazing artwork. Like you just get the crappiest yes. examples, like Gary V's sketch doodles or whatever, and thinking that, oh, it's all <laughs> a bunch of shit like that. It's like, no, people are doing some of the coolest work I've ever seen is being done on in nfts it's like new and like it's it's really it just blew my mind it's totally blowing my mind to the point where it's like i have to stop myself from really getting too crazy about it because oh my god same yeah even I though i go to I bed too late <laughs> i eat too late like it's taken over my life <laughs> yeah it's like i won't even though it sounds like i won't shut up about it it's like i'm I'm holding back. Believe me, I'm holding myself <laughs> back from, I mean, my wife already is like, stop talking about it. If it's like, I've heard enough. I get it. Show me the money basically, <laughs> or show me this thing is real, you know, or rather yeah. than a bunch of talk. And it is real. I it's know not just talk, it doesn't people. It's real. It doesn't seem like possible until you sell one. And yes, you're just like, wow, wow. It's just that, you know, and if there's anything, I'll, I'll wrap it up because this is your episode. I don't want to hog it on and hog it with NFTs, but I just thought <laughs> it was good. good. I just thought it was good because you're a good example of someone who's it's changed your career and it's kind of seems like mm -hmm. it's changing your life and it's helping you with your, this illness you have. It's like, it's hundred percent. It's made a huge difference in your life. It seems to me. And you've just are only a few months into it. I know. Right. Where, where is it going to be in like a year? I know. I know. And I have all this work too. Like, right, right. So, so I've been showing with wow, X wow online and I've sold a few pieces, but I've also made a lot of new work that I haven't really been good about, you know, posting on social right. media. Like you said, where is this? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so now I can make it into NFTs and I feel like I'm starting to get 
the recognition I deserve. Right, right. You know, like for the totally. first time, because I felt like a little water droplet in a giant ocean on Instagram. Yeah, that and Twitch. Eventually, not in the early days. Um, early days of Twitch, I I feel like it's a little similar to the NFT space right now. Because back then, I was like, "Come on, everyone, you need to get on streaming. Join us. Stream your art. Stream your art." It's not for everyone, right. but it was easier to stand out back then because it wasn't so saturated. Right, right. So I felt very lucky for that place in time. I was able to live off Twitch for a bit. Um, but right now in this NFT space, it's a lot easier to stand out right now because we're so early on. Right. I think people need to think and, about joining. Yeah. And it's so big and it's like just a lot mm -hmm. of people hungry to see art that's yes. the other another cool aspect i'm gonna have to do an, a whole show on this i, I guess NFT because episode. yeah it has to yeah, happen definitely. at this point um just because i need to i feel like i need to explain myself um my experience of it but um uh oh, what was i gonna say now uh there we go the the uh -oh. every every episode sentence i forgot um i'm kind of explaining myself for the first time on this podcast platform oh so good thank you for that you know i haven't posted about me doing nfts anywhere really, yeah i didn't even I know <laughs> i know yeah. it's like you're doing I, I'm kind of quiet i don't know why like i guess i'm waiting for a better moment to put it all together and explain it because right. I've seen the backlash with other artists who make announcements about it. Right. And I know that's going to happen. So yeah. it's like, I'm not ready yet. Let me... Yeah. Yeah. So this well, is kind of like dipping the toes in the oh, water, good. you know? So thanks for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, you know, I think it's, it's, it's great. I think it's totally great that you're doing it. Um, and, and, it's Thanks. Gonna and I think it's so great for you too. Like you're really adding validity to the space, especially for dark art as well. Yeah. I, I'm, I've just, I hope that people um, trust, trust me. Cause I know a lot of people think it's a scam and it's all scammers, but I figure most, you know, I've spent a long time making sure being honest with my fan base and with the community where they know, I think, uh, that I, I would never steer them knowingly in a, in a bad, you know, maybe they think I I'm unknowingly steering them in a bad place, but I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't no, see you've it. You've done the way. research. You, yeah. You oh, that's what, the, oh, that's, yeah, go that's what I was going to say. I remembered it. Yes. Uh, that's part of the reason I waited six or eight months to get in. Cause I was just mm -hmm. like, I don't want to hear a bunch of people yelling at me over it you know yeah you know and so it's overwhelming yeah yeah and um i mean i know some amazing i know one amazing artist that's been on the podcast i'm not going to mention his name but brilliant amazing amazing um and and he, he was saying he started and he got so much shit from people that it freaked him out and he didn't even get mm. a chance to sell one because he got so much shit and he couldn't deal with it. And it's like, you know, that just means, you know, if you're being, that's just means you're an asshole. If you're doing that, if you're doing that to an artist who's trying to make a living, get out of mm -hmm. a desperate situation, then 
that's a shitty thing for you to do in your to be a part of that um it is like why hate on or berate other artists for trying to live like when the when the the one redirecting it in a weird way the one time in the history of people artists they finally have a chance to make some decent money yes and you're gonna shit on it (laughs) like (laughs) Like we finally have an even playing field right there's different options for everyone and especially with the entry point on solana it's very inexpensive right to join. yeah it's super very cheap, affordable right? for people like about a dollar for minting something yeah that's crazy a couple of cents not even a couple of cents like a fraction of a penny per transaction it's so that's low. amazing that's amazing yeah that's uh got me interested because that it was yeah minting on uh, the ethereum network on foundation was really expensive and everybody hates the gas oh, fees yeah. everybody complains about gas fees and that's mm-hmm. like a definite uh problem you know it's not a problem free space by any means but um uh, it sounds like solana is a pretty great way to go especially if you're kind of just getting in you know mm-hmm. and you just yep. don't have any money you know what's a dollar you could most people yeah. have a dollar to spend on, on on a something to try it out um anyway okay no more in it. <laughs> no more in it. Cutting it off now. Yeah, I mean, I, we could it, we could go another. We could hour, go an hours. hour. To, yeah, we can go <laughs> easily go another hour and a half and just talk about it because it's but it's that exciting. So yeah, all yeah. I will say, I will end it with this. Yes, if you're interested, go onto Twitter, unfollow all the political posts that you used to follow <laughs> that made you want to leave Twitter because that's, that's make a whole new account, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or make a new account make a new account for just for nfts Mm -hmm. follow a bunch of nft people that have follow the hashtag nft you'll see a bunch of people shilling and stuff but you'll be able to cut through eventually and uh listen in on twitter nft Mm -hmm. twitter spaces which is their version of clubhouse listen in on those things and start just getting involved in the community to where you're asking questions and seeing what people are doing and then make your decision. And if you're going to hate it, at least you're going to have a, an accurate uh, view of what you're hating, because I guarantee 99% of the people who are hating on it don't aren't, don't have a clear view of what it actually is. And you can't really have a clear right. view until you get in there amongst the people and you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything, but the, but the thing is it's coming. Blockchain is coming whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, whether you get in or not. And if you get in, you kind of have more of a say on how it impacts the environment. And, and there's a lot of ways, you know, uh, uh, you can make that statement in that space, depending on how you do it. There's a, there's, you're not going to do shit outside of the space, just bitching about it. I guarantee that other mm-hmm. than making a artist feel like shit, and scaring them away from the opportunity of their lifetime that could change their lives. So I'll leave it at that. Beautiful. Don't you think that was a good way to leave it? <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. So what, what's, what are your, um, we're, you know, I, I don't want to keep you much longer cause we're at an hour and a half, but what are you, um, what do you have lined up for the near future or from, the far away future i mean what are your plans and goals and what do you got coming up and what's what's in the future for you well 
NFTs. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> Making more art. Um, no, man, it, it's huge how seriously this space has changed my life. I am able to approach my art in this really free sense now of not being strapped for cash. You have to make something that you think will sell. Right. I, I did that a lot back then. And I don't know, it, it was still very valuable lessons for learning about myself and mm -hmm. my art, my technique, my vision. So yeah, now I, I have this weight off my shoulders right now and I'm just ready to explore more ideas in my art, more techniques, um, more um, different mediums, um, mm -hmm. like digital art, digital sculpting. Right. And when I get my skin condition under control some more, tattooing. That's oh, next. wow. I really, really want to do that. I don't know. It's just a, it's a buffet. Life, <laughs> right. Art is a buffet and I'm hungry. <laughs> well, uh, with, if, if, yeah. if, you, if you do well in the NFT space, you can do any of those things. You can take time to do those things. If you make, you know, if you do well, you know, I think mm -hmm. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get back into it. So um, I guess, I guess what I'm hearing is that, um, you're just looking to continue on your art journey and see where it goes and try as many yeah. different things. You're like, we, we've talked about, you're still very young. So you, yeah. this is the time for you to be trying everything exactly, and, 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 um, experimenting and messing yeah. around and trying new mediums. So getting so better we're, we're, at the craft. And, yeah. We're like early on yeah. in your career so we can watch you very develop, early. you know, we can Definitely. watch, but you're, but you're doing amazing amazing work so you're, thanks man you're, you're, appreciate you i've been a big fan of yours for years oh thank you <laughs> and oh we didn't even get to talk about magic yet oh no way you're into magic yeah. yes holy shit and i didn't I've know that been doing it my whole life without realizing it yeah that's how it was for me too yeah it's, it's so wild so that's another thing I'm, I'm really trying to focus on that craft as well oh, do more cool. research wow um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's wild. I, I think uh, um, I've been doing this kind of manifestation magic for years and it's, it, it's created this career for me in my right. life. And, and then I, I looked at my birth chart and I'm like, yeah, I'm an artist. Like look at the way all the planets are. I'm supposed to be an artist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just wild. How did you, was this something you like intuited or did you, how did you learn about it initially? Intuition for sure. Um, and maybe media, like shows and movies growing up mm. as a kid. I, mm. I've always gravitated towards that um, darker witchy side of things, mm -hmm. I guess. Like for Halloween, um, all growing up, my mom would be like, okay, you'll be a doctor for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> She was really pushing that doctor thing. Yeah, got me the coat, <laughs> the stethoscope, all good to go. And I'm like, okay. And then I finally got old enough. It was like, I want to be a witch. <laughs> I was watching Hocus Pocus, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know. I was like ready to 
to be what I wanted to be something right. that wasn't me and put the black lipstick on and unlocked something in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, just intuition naturally over time. And this YouTuber, Kellyanne Maddox, like she just opened the doors for me. Oh, um, cool. Found her, I think like late 2017 or so. Mm. Um, love her content, love her work. Yeah, so I, I just want to practice my my craft some more. Um, yeah, just tie that into my art, mm -hmm. which I already do, but I want to get better at that. Yeah, yeah, just refining your technique and experimenting and continuing to grow as an artist and a magician. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excited for life. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. You brought it up right the last right the last minute when I was about to, <laughs> to end the podcast. Well, okay. That's a good reason. It's all good. Yeah, that's a good reason <laughs> to have you back on the podcast sooner rather than later because we can get more into the magic stuff. Um, magic I, and nfts yeah yeah we could do the magic <laughs> NFTs. actually the place that i um learned i talked i've talked about magic.me online that's mm -hmm. where i kind of started studying it seriously for i don't even know how many years ago it was now again i was doing it my entire life and i had Amazing. you know my mom taught me but it was more new agey version of it it was like a watered down kind of version but it was what what yeah, she knew that's so and, cool and uh but then i was like okay i want to i want to learn at least i just want to learn about it and know kind of like the real the best way to do it and i so i so i started subscribing to magic.me anyway he just put an nft collection out <gasps> you're joking no yeah oh he, my god yeah yeah of all the students of magic.me um he put That's it so, cool. so it's like a bunch of different artists that are that people because there's a lot of artists on magic.me yeah, yeah so he did a whole collection and then he he also said um he put a post announcing it and my favorite quote one of my favorite quotes i've been using on <laughs> on all the uh, nft haters on, <laughs> on facebook <laughs> is he said he said ignore nfts at your own peril and I thought that's pretty yes. perfect. <laughs> that hits. That's, why, that's, that's so good. That's my feeling too. So, oh man, um, I can't wait to sign up now. I can afford it now. Yeah, this right. Is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Try, uh, I would suggest going on and you know doing the site wide subscription for a month or two because it's not mm -hmm. that expensive and. Mm -hmm. uh, Personally, we seem to have a lot in common, and and what resonated with me the most was the um, chaos magic and the advanced chaos magic. Those ones were like those are the ones I use the most. And then there's the 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 uh, meditation one is really good. It, mm. It's called like the eight arms of yoga or something. Um, it's not stretching yoga. It's like yoga is actually meditation. Yoga. I think the I think the term yoga as a stretching thing has kind of been sort of co opted. It. I think it originally meant more of a meditation thing. So, um, awesome. so that's what I would suggest. But all of them are good. And there's, some, and there's some really great. Um, he's got classes on using um, visual visual visualization techniques for artists to get ideas. But I know I have a friend who who uses it, and he said every time he's done it, he's gotten these amazing painting ideas. Like he follows wow. these steps, and they just yeah, it's really cool. So I would suggest mm, that. Very interesting. But just yeah, let me know how it goes if you end up doing it. It's really cool. Will do. Perfect. <laughs> hey, I'm excited. 
Yeah. Well, it's, that's, you know, I, I, I feel so hopeful now for the future. It's so weird. This year has felt like, right. It's like, there's like hopeless for so many years. Right. Finally a sign of hope. Right. Right. And I think that's one thing, another thing that again, bring up NFTs one last time. (laughs) Another thing that NFTs is like, it's giving, it's given artists, especially artists who've just been struggling for so long. It's given them hope for the first time in in years. So um, I think that's amazing. Anytime you can give people hope, that's kind of, kind of a a gift, you know? So um, anyway, yeah. That was a great interview. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Um, it's yeah. been so fun. Such oh, an yeah. honor. I'm glad. Thank I'm you. glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, super yeah. fun. So I know people are going to love it. But you know, we have to say goodbye to the audience before we stop. So just say goodbye, audience. Goodbye, audience. Subscribe to the Dark Art Society Patreon. Share it. <laughs> Thank Follow you. it. Like and comment. Subscribe. Thank you. Goodbye, audience.